Time Out Talks. Inspiring, motivating, educating. Actually, none of these things. Just a bunch of people who don't know much talking about some stuff. All right, everyone, Game of Thrones is over, but we are not. We are rebranding, relaunching. This is Time Out Talks. We don't entirely know what this podcast is going to be, but we're going to just go with the flow, give it a crack. If Ted can talk, so can we. Exactly. And, you know, who actually listens to those things anyway? I mean, millions of people, obviously. <laughs> but I, No one, no one really. Plenty of... It's yeah. just a thing people say they do to be like hip and with it well we can we can only hope that that's why people listen to this <laughs> to be hip and with it let's let's set goals let's set goals um so what is everyone doing now that game of thrones is over how are you filling the empty void in your life fetal position <laughs> true crying crying long and lonely nights to yourself mm. i hate to be that guy but I'm I'm doing fine. Game of Thrones has never <laughs> been the best show I've ever watched. Like most of the reason I watch it is like I enjoy it, but I also mostly watch it to like have the conversations with everyone and like just to be, be part up. of the cool crowd. Yeah, basically, I'm a follower. To be hip and with it. But At- now that it's gone, I'm like, well, I'll just watch the next good show I know. It's At- not like we have zero options. There's so many shows mm. around. At this point, I'm going to introduce Gracie Taylor from the Time Out team, who was not part of the Game of Thrones podcast because she rejected <laughs> the like need to be part of the cool crowd. She was confident in hey. herself. And now she's crumbled. Feel? But uh, now I'm, she wants to be part of it. Yeah. I'm back in the crew now. I am loving being on board with not knowing anything about it and you guys are all not talking about it at work which is very relieving <laughs> did you feel like a bit of an outcast for those seven weeks of kind of but i was okay with it. i was just like putting my earphones in you guys just talk about it as from much as you from want. what you picked up who was your favorite character <laughs> well daenerys is the, the good one right and uh john snow i don't really know much She's just, throwing, she's just throwing names <laughs> out there. She's like, I've loaded a lot of photos. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's about as good as we have been. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be fair, yeah, you've got a better strike rate with she's, the names than Carl does. Little blindy. Yeah. That's a great name. So what are people watching now? I have been re-watching The Fall um, because mainly because I... Because it's so cheery. Exactly. exactly. And it's, Gillian Anderson have anything to do with it? Uh, exactly, it did. I did the story recently about um, this Auckland band who wrote a song about Gillian Anderson and how great she is and then she tweeted the song um, and so I was like, you know what, time to watch The Fall again because she's so good in it and it's extremely bleak, extremely sad. But, like, just, wow, it's so good. It's so good. It will ruin Irish accents for you forever, though. Like, when people go, Daddy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Daddy? Oh, God. That was, that was a good impression, Joe. Thank you. And also, it'll. I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but Jamie Dornan is in The Fall, but he plays a strangler, which I guess is actually not... Is that a spoiler? No. No, not a spoiler. <laughs> okay. But I guess it's away. not a far cry from actually what... He does. Fifty Grey is about. I don't know. What's a strangler as an occupation? He he murders. People. No, like okay. he's like he's killing people by right. strangling them. So it's, he's a he's like a therapist. I don't know what occupation you can get. As a strangler. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apply for the job. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Wasn't Max Key's latest video an audition for that role? Oh <laughs> Jesus! Terrifyingly close to it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Gillian Anderson, I've been watching uh, American Gods. Yeah. She is so good in that. And that show, I feel like, would appeal to Game of Thrones fans. Sienna, back me up here. Yeah, 100%. Although That's on Amazon Prime, is yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe a little bit 
gorier and dirtier than Game of Thrones. And the which gory, says something. wait, gorier than Game of Thrones. Yeah, I am not. I am not down. I watched I one challenge episode, you. and it there was like a big Viking fight on the beach, and that felt very Game of Thrones. But then suddenly we we're in this like futuristic car. I couldn't really get behind it. Um, no, yeah, that sounds awful. Oh, the whole idea is like... Oh, you would probably hate it, Joe. <laughs> gods in present-day America. They're living amongst us. Have you kind all of thing? not Hello. already read Percy Jackson? <laughs> we, don't, we don't need another modern god story. It's get good. Out. It's not great. If I feel like it kept up the premise for about six episodes and then it kind of lost itself in its maze. And just to point out, George, no, we have not read <laughs> Percy Jackson because we are over the age of 30. And you weren't 12 and you weren't the peak target audience of those. Uh, I was those 18 books. when I read Harry Potter, dude. Oh, nice. yeah. I but I still loved it. I was three when the first one came out. So, um. Jesus. Hi, hi, hi. Carl, what are you watching? Narcos all about narcos i've been binging that since it dropped last friday i think it was and it after game of thrones with all its snow zombies and dragons and nonsense this is like brutal reality slap of reality it is yeah. it makes game of thrones look like kindergarten time it is just so full-on so brutal the violence because the violence is all real and you see those they intercut real news footage of like mm the aftermath of dead bodies and stuff it's just full on man you feel and right from the first episode it's I won't say anything now because that will be a spoiler but oh man it gets it gets full on real quick so yeah we should watch that I reckon it's on Netflix now I'm up to about episode 8 I think of the third season though of season 3 yeah, yeah. and there's only 10 episodes to go so how much violence is too much violence on a show for you is there anything that would make you switch off um I'm not a big fan of like horror violence so I haven't watched like American Horror Story at all. Oh, I big skeety pants. I so bizarrely like I wouldn't. I'm never normally into that type of thing. And then for some weird reason, I decided to watch American Horror Story, and got three seasons into it before I realised I really, really didn't like it. <laughs> like it was good. It was good viewing, but I hated how anxious it was making me and yet mm. for some reason I kept pursuing it until I suddenly realised that I didn't have to and then I just stopped but I after 30 hours of television more than 30 hours like you know when you just you go along with something also I love Connie Britton I yeah. really so enjoy great. her yeah. and the first season of American Horror Story with the Haunted House is like not as gory and then there's the Asylum one which is really Twisted. freaky Isn't then there the a Coven one? the Coven one was good I like that that wasn't too gory and then the clown one was when I checked. I was like, no, yeah. I am done. Do it, when I, I, did it, I think I did two episodes and I was like, uh-uh, not down, not getting into this. Um, was it because it was too scary or too ridiculous? It just became nonsense. Okay. <laughs> I, do, I just think I'd had enough. I just realised it wasn't doing good things to my head. <laughs> I, I gave up on American Horror Story in season three. And obviously I can't comment on the seasons after that, but I honestly think that the first one was the best and that it's just been steadily downhill from there. I liked a lot of what Asylum was doing, but then there was like aliens and all this stuff that like all these plot lines that seemed like they were just making up and then not resolving as they went along. And I felt like season one was the most cohesive, you know, they chose the haunted house and just stayed there. Do you know why season one was so good? Based on a true story? No. Oh. <laughs> Connie Britton. No. Dylan McDermott, mm. but one he, of the most underrated actors in. America. He's in the other ones, isn't he? He he does pop up. Does he? He was. I was going to say it's the same cast in all of them. That's kind of the whole I thing. I, did, I thought he checked out in season two. That's why I didn't watch it. But he, he, he's he got plays, this amazing chin. 
<laughs> he's just awesome. He's from the practice. Anyone I do him? remember the pre- I do. Yeah, I totally remember him. Um, I, I don't. I've watched everything he's done. So oh, I, I'm big, a big fan girl, <laughs> including his, this really random uh, cop show that he did for two seasons, uh, Blue something or other. Steel. No. <laughs> I really like Sarah Paulson and she was great in season two as the journalist. I think she's why I stopped watching because <laughs> she started to annoy me so much. Oh. But then I love her in OJ in oh, um, yeah. American crime story. crime story. Love her in that. Um, and we're about to get a new American horror story because the season six, I think, is coming and it's going to be about Trump or mm. something. Yeah, the trailer. But I'm vague on those details, so let's not talk about it too much. (laughs) The trailer made it look like it was about not only Trump but also clowns again, and (laughs) and a cult. Don't know. I mean, that sounds like all the American. Sounds like real life right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's just all the American horror stories thrown in together. Mm. Um, Speaking of clowns and scary things, it is in cinemas this Thursday. Thoughts? Are people excited? Will they go? I'm going tonight. I'm super excited. <laughs> I think I'm the only one. No, I'm, I'm I just, I just loved the uh, dichotomy between you saying you're excited and sounding completely <laughs> unexcited. Oh, no, look, that's just the way that my voice is. <laughs> I, I'm kind of feeling like we're 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 a bit over Stephen King. I'm never over Stephen King. I, I just feel like there are so many like. I mean, he's an excellent writer, I'm sure. I've never read a book by him. But <laughs> Stick to your Percy Jacksons. <laughs> yeah, I should. But I honestly think that there are like there are so many writers out there and, and books out there that, that we could adapt that are just that would make just as interesting films and television shows. And, and there's like there are like thirty to forty Stephen King adaptions. Like it's been done before already. Yep. Has anyone seen The Mist? The series or the new the new Netflix one? No, yeah, the, yeah, the old B-grade movie. Okay, well, there's a series that's just dropped, which I'm going to be watching after Narcos. Which I've heard which is, is not good, though. Yeah, and apparently that film is chilling AF. I haven't seen it, though. I thought it was ridiculous. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I read The Mist this morning was chilling. I So I've read the it book. Have you guys read? The, I, I read it like It's huge. Can't ago. do a thousand yeah. pages. It's a tome. It's so big. I read it, and there's one scene in it. I, it still gives me chills. I just... It was about a dog and a fridge, and it's yeah, like it's a horrible book. They horrible. cut that out for the TV sh- the the TV miniseries, I think. Yeah, but I, don't, I can't remember. The yeah, scene. I don't I was, remember that. I was very young when I read. Does it, it need to be over a thousand pages? Because when I read books, I'm kind of like, I, I I don't think there's a book that that does that actually needs to be over like six hundred. Harry Potter is it quite long? Harry Potter's very long, and some <laughs> of those could, could have long. been heavily edited. I think. I just think you can tell stories. No story can not be made better with a bit of editing. Have you ever read that book, Shantaram? I think that's the longest book I've ever read. And yeah, I started skimming through. I was when I was about and halfway. I know through, that doorstop of a book. I haven't read it. Yeah, I was just like, nah. Who's read? They, I don't need to know all this. Started <laughs> skimming through. Who's read the Luminaries? Yes, I have. I actually, I hated every second of it. I love the Luminaries, and that's probably the only long, long book that I actually have loved. But I can see why you would not enjoy it. I was too dumb for the luminaries. I tried to, I started it and got about two paragraphs in. And or were the you smart enough to admit to defeat? <laughs> That's the real question. Maybe. I reckon 50% of people I know who've attempted to read it have given up. And those who have pers- persisted with it, George is the first person I've ever met to claim they enjoyed it. And I think he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just tuned off. 
finished it you're just turning saw pages that everyone else was saying hope. it was great and decided that i would say it was great as well um speaking of i'm not watching a series at the moment because i got totally hooked into a book but again i sort of hate reading it because and it was also incredibly long it was called a little life and it was one of the man booker um shortlist things last year um i gave up on that halfway through right <laughs> yeah because i the, see, the luminaries to me was all about. It is a plot. grim read. It whereas, is a very grim read. Yeah, whereas a, a little life was like, to me, and I know that for some people this is this is what they love in reading. But a little life, I don't know if you've, you've found this so far, but it spends like it. oh, you finished it. So it spends like ten pages on how this one thing happened to this character, and he feels so sad about it. And then he explores all different sides of that sadness and describes how like, like, like a book. <laughs> but it, it really like it, some books charge along with the action you know whereas that a little life like labored over you every can, feeling you can read a hundred pages and nothing has progressed at all mm. like you just really understand how everyone felt about this like, yeah, like every thing. character felt about did you feel really bleak at the end of it as it's well? so bleak yeah. yeah which is why I decided to finish reading it while away on a romantic weekend in Queenstown for my wedding anniversary <laughs> <laughs> that's how I roll <laughs> Um, moving on to lighter things, Taylor Swift. Rapping. She's, she's, she's been out there a lot over the past fortnight. How are we feeling about things? If you, told, we- like if you told me a week ago, or you just said the words to me, Taylor Swift rapping, I would have gone, no, no, I'm out. <laughs> it's not really rapping, though. It's just talking to a beat. Yeah, it's like fast talking. Isn't that rapping? So rapping. Going on. <laughs> 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 definition of rapping. Fast talking over no. a beat. Yeah, that's I think it. it's an insult to like actual good rappers yeah. to say that that was rapping. Rapping is a skill. Right. Lots of rappers are awful, though. I did, but I don't. Yeah, I don't really think she's <laughs> rapping. I just think she's sort of sing talking. Yeah, she's sort of sing talking. Yeah. yeah, there's a prison. It's for different. That. It's different. Well, it's different because it's got a massive pop hook in the middle yeah. of it all. And then she goes into like yeah, Britney Spears style singing in the chorus. Have you guys heard the mashup of uh, Look What You Made Me Do and Britney Spears Toxic? Oh, yeah. It is Ooh, so good. No. It is. It makes that song so much better. It fixed it. See, I, 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 put, I don't know about you guys, but I loved 1989 by Taylor Swift. I, that album was like so close to my heart. I'm with your soul, sister. <laughs> yeah, and I, there are so many bangers on it. It's, it's an incredible pop album. Her songwriting is amazing. So these these are the two that have come out. I'm just kind of like, oh, I just miss the old Taylor. I R.I.P. the old Taylor. Carl, please weigh in. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to <laughs> contribute to this conversation. In a in a shocking bombshell, I'm not mad at them for what they are. They're just like big club pop hits. They're is, fine. They're good. Is that because you don't really care about Taylor Swift I anyway? So I don't care at all about Taylor yeah. Swift. And like, if I thought it was rubbish, I'd have no qualms about saying so. But I. I get it. I like it. It's fine. I I totally came. I did a U-turn on that first song. Yeah, like, same. I, I never hated it. To start with, I hated it, and then my kids maybe play it over and over again, and now I'm not mad at it, especially with the video. I think the video really helped. Um, uh, make I think it because Cara. I'm so indifferent <laughs> to it. Like, I never nah. had any reason to hate it when I heard it. It was just like, okay, that's a fine pop song. It's catchy. It does all the things that a pop song should do. So cool. This is it. I feel like a lot of people hate it because it's Taylor Swift. They're not even listening to the song properly. It's just, oh, it's Taylor Swift. It's obviously going to be awful. Let's get online and tweet about it. Mm, yeah, I had, like, musically, I didn't mind it as a pop song. I, I, it, I, I hate the it, message. I hate, like, blaming someone else for you doing something. Yeah, which maybe you, she addresses. You never do that. I never do that. <laughs> this goes against my personal brand. 
Uh, I think I know what you made me do. <laughs> it lacks the excellence of the best songs on 1989, in my opinion. Like, it is it? It's a it's a pop song, but it's contemporary. It's a contemporary sound. It's the sound of now. But songs like Style and like Blank Space were very like um, you know extremely emotional, um, very like self aware. And also just like the, the the formulas she took, like she she framed her lyrics around such interesting structures in those songs, I thought. Whereas look what you made me do is like it's it's a it's about a petty thing, we can assume. And it's just it sounds really flat in the chorus. There's no like interesting, nice production. That's me. That's my. My favourite thing about the whole thing was that she gave Right Said Fred a whole lot of money so she didn't get sued for using that hook. <laughs> Even though I cannot hear that hook. I can't to hear that. No, neither. No, that's the thing. They sent out a tweet saying, hey, Taylor Swift, thanks so much for um, completely reinterpreting our song. <laughs> like they'd taken their song and just remixed it or something. Could be She's worse. Sh- they could have taken Deeply Dippy. <laughs> that Right Said Fred song. That was terrible. I think she's filed for some, some more trademarks on her lyrics, which is a very weird thing that she does. Like she she tried she trademarked um I don't know some line and shake it off that was really like simple shake it like hate is gonna hate or something like that yeah something like that to the fella over there with the hella good hair yeah I mean that's a great one that's That's my favorite line in the whole thing I'm stunned you're not singing everything she does is a calculated business decision I don't know how much real real emotion of anything is in any part of her. She's like, mm-hmm. like you can't really take anything she does seriously. Yeah, my favorite part of the whole new music video is her as a bloody zombie. White she Walker just Taylor be like that Swift. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. White Walker Taylor Swift. White Walker. I Taylor certainly wouldn't be looking into it for anything deeper than this is a business decision to get me into the charts and to get people talking and tweeting and any more than that. And it is working. And I mean, she's about the you know if, if it's about um, Katy Perry or about the Kardashian West family. Both parties benefit from the situation. So I think you're right. It's profitable. I think the one criticism I would level at uh, Look at What You Made Me Do is it wasn't direct enough. She should have done more of like a Jay-Z thing where she actually pointed out who she was talking about. What, name and shame? Yeah. When a little more. Because we're just all... Oh, stay classy, Chris. His whole latest <laughs> album was about Solange, the oh, elevator fight. Right. Becky with the good hair. Yeah. yeah. You want her to be a bit beefier. Like have beef with people and call them out. Yeah. Just be all hiding behind all my entities. It's very vague. Yeah. We're all is. just playing. But that's what Taylor Guess does. What? She's so mysterious. Oh, is she though? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm over. <laughs> Clearly. Um, this Lange album, though, that was great. So good. That was a fantastic album. So that's oh. the difference between real music versus what Taylor Swift is doing. Okay. But for what it is. Oh, oh, I'm gonna oh hold you there. check yourself. <laughs> George's going to take off his earrings. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you do want to have a fight with George, I think this is the point we're going to fight with him on. So this week, George Fennick put in print of Time Out magazine that Stella, the 90s, early 2000s uh, New Zealand band fronted by Bo Ranga, sister of Beck, uh, were responsible for the greatest New Zealand pop album of all time, which made Carl Pushman lol quite a lot last night oh, as no. we uh, were checking checking pages. Carl... Well, I think that we should hand this over to George first. Oh, I feel like you need to say, you know, start with... Well, I, just, I just thought it was an amusing thing to say. I don't really have any... <laughs> Who do you think is responsible for the greatest pop album, New Zealand pop album of all time? 
well, my tastes don't really go towards pop too much. Is it a so pop album? They I, were they were a little gruntier than your average pop. Yeah, I means. would argue it's pop. I, I would definitely it say it's pop, pop by the definition of that era as well, because if you think about Zed was Zed at the same time. The feelers. That that's the, what was the popular Beatles were music. pop for their era. Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. How yeah. old were you in two thousand, George? Five. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go home. When, when did you discover Stella? When I was five. When my parents, I remember them playing it in our Westmere home. Um, and then later in life, as an Ottawa teenager, I think I found it in my parents' CD collection and put it on and thought, this is the greatest New Zealand pop album of all time. <laughs> that's a great, and that's a great story that a New Zealand band would have that effect that could have easily been Steve Wonder or something like that yeah and I've rediscovered it at multiple times like I had the first you know love in in my teenage years and then when I went traveling it became one of my traveling albums when I was 20 and in Canada listening to this like 90s New Zealand pop band and telling all my friends there like you have to listen to this band it's amazing do they agree um (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to point out no we're not ragging on Stella like it was a good album and I Mm. particularly enjoy Bodunga she is a great person I just wasn't expecting that call it was just a big it was a real out there call I did make it I admit I made a huge call but you know what I was like I'm going to take a leap I'm going to make a huge call (laughs) and I also when I read it I questioned how many other New Zealand pop albums have you listened to hmm Two, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would argue that probably Bikranga, so Bo's sister, Sway, is probably the ultimate New Zealand mm. pop album as far as in terms of like the number of hits it produced. It's a totally different style, absolutely. Mm. Um, and also happens to be having its 20th anniversary. But then you've got this stuff year. like Crowded House or Split Into. Well, pop. arguably not New Zealand. Do we, who? Arguably. I'm more a fan of Bikranga's Beautiful Collision. Yeah. I think that's better than Drive, but I don't know what other people think of that. All outstanding albums. Are you going to be the guy at the show yelling out, asking you to play that album <laughs> instead of Drive? Playlisting for the weather. Do you know what? In terms of like your classic party pop, I reckon the Super Groove, you can't go past. That, I, can't, I don't even know. What was that album called? Traction. What? Traction. Is it that one we can't get enough? Yeah, Scorpio Girls. Yeah. There was a lot of hits on the album. Scorpio Girls. for days. Didn't have the Nachos ad, though, so that always disappointed me. That was a, <laughs> that was a banger. What about Golden Horse, Riverhead? It's not really pop. Possibly. What about Fat Freddy's? That's definitely some album that my family listened to. That's like, like Ernie? Pop re- oh, that's a... Yeah. Based on a True Story is an excellent yeah, album but, as yeah. well. I also think it still holds the record for like being in the charts for the long... It was in the charts for about three years. It was insane how... Three summer yeah. barbecues. Yeah. Like, right. It's just surefire. You just put it on and everybody just kind of enjoys it. It's well, kind of yeah. like what what bridges the gap. Like, it's how I can talk to lads and bros from my old yeah. high school. <laughs> <laughs> you just like talk about music and be like, oh, what about Fat Freddy's Drop? And then they're like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 We love them. Oh. That's, that's, that's what we have 664 now. Yeah, exactly. Or Shapeshifter, you know, like... Fat Freddy's are great. It's every every other band that's aspiring to be Fat Freddy's. That's the problem. Mm. Oh, excuse me, everyone. Oh, Four four. Get out. Oh, God, damn it. Was that Stella ringing you? Yeah, it was. It's was being like, thank you. <laughs> if you ever get the chance to party with her, you should, because she is a good time. Yeah, I would love that. I'd be like, sing part of me for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we could make that happen. 
Um, all right, well, we should probably wrap it up there. That has been a comprehensive uh, chat about many useless, useless things. <laughs> time out talked. Time, time out talked. We talked good, maybe? Maybe we talked. We talked. Well. We talked. We'll just end there. Um, okay, we'll try, to get, we'll try to do it again next week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>